Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about a wonderful movie called Grave of the Fireflies, which was a semi-random choice. Um, but before that, we again start talking about some uh, <laughs> some particular food groups, go into details about some anime, and just talk about some other random stuff. Honestly, it's all great, wonderful stuff. If you want to catch a part of that wonderful wider conversation, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, a dollar a month will get you access to that bonus content. And if you so feel inclined to join us live when we actually uh, talk about this and everything like that, you can uh, follow us on our Twitter or join us in our discord where you will get a ping for whenever we go live and you're able to come hang out with us and join us and, and get everything uh, completely alive and uncensored and even sometimes stoke the flames of our fiery passion discussion you know and uh just really kind of roll with it but also if you want to buy yourself uh some uh nice wonderful treats and you're not sure what to really get uh we do have an affiliate link for you for tokyo tree and if you use coupon code featured anime you get five dollars off your first month or your first box and trust me the treats are worth it and they are always delicious and it does help us grow. Um, and now on to the me and brotatoes. Grave of the fireflies aired April, 1988. Uh, the, there's no producers for this really that I could find. Uh, the studio for it is studio Ghibli. It is based off of a novel and the genres of this are drama and historical. Now, um, the the movie takes place during the end, roughly, of World War II, during the last phases of it. Uh, it follows our main uh uh, character Saita with Satsuko, his younger sister. And it basically starts off with the end already known to you, right? You're just watching the events that kind of lead up to this point. And so it, it basically follows uh, him and his younger sister through these times where they're just trying to make their way in the world and survive and live during the really harsh time of world war two, when uh, they were where we were pushing on to their borders, so to speak for that final assault. Um, basically that's the premise of the story. I, in, in so many words, this is, uh, basically, uh, as I believe you said, Rick, a 
a, a, a an apology or or a sorrowful letter to the main character's sister, so to speak, is what it ends up being. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not easy to, to watch by any stretch of the imagination. And um, I did a little bit more research. By a little bit, I mean like <laughs> not much. And from what I understand, it's not factual in the sense of this is exactly what happened. It's factual in the sense that most of the story happened and this is how the uh, the, the director wished it did happen. He, he wished he died rather than surviving. Right. To, to be more clear, it's the writer of the book uh wish he had died and and along with his uh sister uh simply because he blames himself for his sister's death and and generally this is a very heavy anime and so and you have to take in, into consideration too uh that during the time desperation and starvation can push a person to do unreasonable things without even meaning to when pushed to a particular point and he was only a child he was just 14 years old when this happened and his sister was like two years old maybe or whatever uh in real life i think she i think she started around one and a half two and she she didn't make it past four yeah so Um, I mean, you know, it it really shows a ugly side of life. Something that's honestly, for a a Ghibli film, this this really kind of takes a takes an ugly look at uh, how things are. Now, are you familiar? Are you aware of? Because I didn't notice it. Um, do you know where or if if any enemy was said in the movie? Or just it was a war. We all know what war it was. But the reason why I'm asking is, in my experience, and I've said it before, Ghibli does a really good job of not really putting blame on any particular party. And so like, I, I didn't think that they were like, oh yeah, we're fighting against blah, blah, blah. Well, they were fighting against an enemy they don't need to. However, they were blaming a particular country when... The neighborhood, not a country, but they were blaming the enemy when a, I don't know, their home burned down. Oh, no, no, when... I, I agree. Like, there, there was a blame, but it was a faceless enemy rather than a particular well, known. They, It's the reason why that they're not going to name or put a face to it uh, is because they weren't in an area where they saw and had to physically fight them. They just had to deal with the results of the planes which you saw if i remember correctly a star on the wings to help signify the u.s i imagine it signified but again you don't have to you don't so when they're going overhead you're expecting them to go (laughs) oh look that is the united states plane that is doing that they don't need to point it out they, they, no, they don't. the, the purpose of the story is, isn't them pointing okay. out the enemy. The purpose of the story yep. isn't them for for them to say this is who the enemy was. It isn't that they're not placing blame on anyone either. 
because they did that's plainly what I'm pointing out they pointed they did blame he had bl- blamed and was very mm-hmm. angry at the results of what had happened along with some other people like not blaming them is not a reality because there was blame I, I agree with this there obviously is going to be blame there there, there always is but I have said in the past, and I, I continue to say that Ghibli's very good about not affixing blame to any face, any, any. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, they pointed and blamed a very particular subset, a group of individuals. When it came to the decimation of the planet, they also pointed out and blamed a particular set of group of individuals when they were invaded and taken advantage of. They also pointed out and made known of who perpetrators were it's not that they're blameless or faceless you can plainly see who they are and same thing with princess mononoke uh if i'm sorry for saying that wrong i just can't help but say it that way same thing (laughs) you know who the enemy is you know who who the main proponent is you know who's being blamed you know who's being pointed at so that that statement is not true Then I'm gonna have to read to look at those because I don't remember. You know who the enemy is that. in the Princess uh, Mononoke, right? I they plainly don't. state that it's for the Emperor. You have poachers. You have people that are demolishing and destroying the planet. Those are are plain and blatant facts like they are they are the ones that are doing this the forest says that they are doing this it's being pointed out that that is the result of it all right well uh when for nausicaa the valley of the wind the exact same thing it's like these people come in i just looked it up in princess mononoke it's a fictional character it's not any any anything real any country none like that obviously but again here we okay what what you're gonna say well it's a nameless world war ii enemy no i'm going to say that studio ghibli is very good about not affixing blame to any real world party i would i i am curious in in how you how you justify that during the events of World War II for what is happening with him actually blaming and indi- blaming everything. I've seen him blame his father in that movie. I saw him blame his aunt in that movie. I did not see any anti particular nation propaganda is what I'm saying. Oh, so no... you're saying that there was no propaganda being in there. I'm saying that there are there are fictional people specifically in the the, in the life's there's fictional people this is a work of fiction so so go ahead you know keep that in mind this is a work of fiction okay and there's plenty of works of fiction for Mm -hmm. instance in solo leveling there's a very clear real world enemy so like that what i'm saying is they're very good at being neutral so you can watch it as uh, you can watch it in any part of the world and not feel guilty for it in any Studio Ghibli movie that I've seen that I remember. I, I can seeing, watch anything having the result of anything and not feel guilty f- for it. 
Like, like if you're feeling guilt over watching a movie over a particular set of group or individuals being it's, one way or the other, that's that's entirely on you. That is entirely your subjective feeling. But that that has nothing to do with Ghibli not laying blame or or it's a faceless enemy or 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 anything like that. That is that that is not what they're what they're. The primary purpose of their story is the purpose of the story mm-hmm. is to tell the story. It's not for them to have an entire propaganda movie about how so-and-so is a very evil individual and how they're the ones to blame for all these problems and issues. And they're the ones that are all blah, 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 blah. It's like that, that would defeat the whole purpose of the movie. But there are many movies I've seen that do exactly that while still keeping the same premise. And that's why I'm saying like, I'm, Either way, I feel like this is going a little bit off topic from what the show actually is. But what I was trying to say was any particular, anybody you feel bad or angry against in the movie has a face, has a, has a, I don't know how to say it. It's a, it um, has an enemy that someone's laying blame to for a particular events that have happened. a particular individual yes so it's not a faceless enemy and it's not that they're not laying blame they're just not laying blame on a way that you would feel they don't blame the war on any particular person or any particular nation they blame on the result of war what's happening during the war time rather than the war itself okay you don't see him being mad at the planes for, for throwing the napalm, which I assume that's what it was. He was you mad at him? first. He was angry about his mother burning and dying. Yep, he, and he was, was angry at his then dad. celebrating them doing that because then he could go and ransack yeah, that was buildings. A twist. Okay. <laughs> that was a twist. So, but he so, also was mad at his dad for not responding. He was mad at his aunt for not, but it's not. He was mad at his aunt for a variety of reasons, and I would be mad at my aunt given the exact same circumstances. 100%. I agree with that. But what I'm saying is a side was not taken. It's not an us versus them. It's a. No, it totally was. It totally was them them versus another enemy, though. That's the thing. That's the whole point of war. And he's like, no, no, we we lost. We lost the war. How could we lose the war? And. You know, they're sad mm-hmm. and upset about it. Yes, that is that is them being sad that they lost on their side. Okay. Like there there was there was definitely a push. So I'm I'm having trouble if I I just don't understand like why you're saying like they don't lay any blame. It's like we we made several instances in in points where it's like there is blame made. There there is a point being of of contention for them it's like here's the blame this here's the blame that i blame this i blame that and some of them are are 100 in the right for it right like how his aunt was how his aunt acted and the the gradual progression of it too for his aunt where she went from caring kind of at the beginning all the way through i felt like was amazing right like to see that evolution and then for her to flip out on a like a two-year-old the way she did i thought was amazing okay yes i agree with that um i uh, okay i think i have a better way to say it okay 
I promise this will be the last part to bring up. But the enemy was not the vaguely defined allies, but it was the war itself. That was what the enemy was. The war itself was the the issue was the the problem. It wasn't who was in it. It was the war itself being the the the. It's not the antagonist. It's not the the problem. The war itself was the problem. Does that make any better sense? It was the catalyst for a lot of things, and they hated the war itself rather than people on either side. Does that make sense? No, he totally hated hated people, people like for a variety of reasons. I mean, yes, for a variety of reasons, but you you can't say know. that no blame. This is my thing. You're like. Well, there's no blame being laid. No, there is totally blame being laid out across the board for a variety of things. And it's not just in this movie. It's in a variety of movies. Plethora. Not even... And and you can't say, well, it's because it's not based on reality. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, because if that was the case... I mean... You then you would just sub basically relegate it to one movie, which is fairly based on reality, realistic events like two movies, right? Okay. So so you can't. I mean, like I don't know about you, but I've never met a talking cat. I would love to, (laughs) but I can't. I have never met a talking cat. You have a face. You have a face to enemy there. Blame is being laid there for certain events. But again, nothing nothing with real world ramifications. I mean if she stayed there, there would have been ramifications. <laughs> so fair enough. Uh I would also have loved to meet a talking bird too. That would have been mega awesome. Well, drugs will help you get there, from what I understand. But we're on the straight and narrow. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so going forward, like you were saying, the, the aunt itself, or the aunt herself, went from a thank you so very much to these ungrateful brats. You never help. You never do this. You never do that. And yeah, which I, again, you know, I, I reiterate is like she was, you know, a ch- child. Like, what do you. Oh, what 100%. Do you, what do you what expect? Do you, what do you expect a two-year-old to do? Get a job? Apparently so. I mean, like, well, that 14. was... A... Well, yeah, for, 14. Well, to to his credit, right, the boy did say, like, well, the factory I worked at and I was employed at burned down to the ground. Right? And it's not his fault. Obviously. But the aunt didn't care. She was just... She was the, the quintessential uh, nag like that was her job. She loved nagging. She loved blaming other people. And it was frustrating because you saw everything. It wasn't fair. She was taking far more than her fair share of the rations that her children that the children should have been getting, but the, the children didn't know any better. They were happy to get white rice. They were happy to do all that stuff. They were happy to have good food. But then she was complaining. Oh, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're entitled. You're making too much noise. You're, you know, when people are are 
working and they need their sleep. You need to shut your kid up. You need to, and it was, it was heartbreaking. It was, it was truly heartbreaking. And the way that granted, I feel like the reason why he felt responsible in part was pride. He didn't go back. He left. He took steps to maintain his pride as a person to, if you want to even call it, be a little bit rebellious. Um, the aunt was like, well, fine, you cook your own meals and we don't, we don't give out free food for people who don't work and stuff like that. She was hoarding the food, essentially not giving out seconds when it was requested. And it, it was, she was, she took what little power she had and she used it in every ounce she could. And then he bought with his mom's meager savings, a stove, cookware, things like that. And the aunt took it as a slight against her. That rascal even bought his own stove just to spite me. Yeah. Which I didn't and, understand It's like, you just complained that they, they didn't cook it. They don't cook. They don't do this. They don't do that. And he's like, all right, that's cool. I apologize. I will go out. I will fend more for myself. You will not have to cook for us anymore. And I will t- make sure we cook for ourselves. That wasn't good enough. And then he's like in the room by himself, minding his own business. Same thing goes in there, complains all oh, the babies crying because you know, of whatever, you know, Yeah. same thing. I was like, you know, it's a baby. It's a baby, man. She's yeah. a baby. It's a baby. Like, what do you she expect? Might seem grown up, but like, yeah. She wants her mom. She wants her dad. The, the mom, the way the mom died, oh, that was brutal. That was impressive. That was that was something I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I I, I was expecting the mom to get a, to get better at least, but to pass away with the maggots and the just the disgusting visage of everything going on there. That was that's pretty bad to begin with. Yeah. <clears throat> And yeah, and then the, every time they would write a letter to the father, the guy just wouldn't respond. It's not like they didn't get it, and I was like, "Oh no, the father died too." Well, no, he just abandoned them. Didn't care. Yeah, well, that's the assumption, right? And that—that's the assumption that he had too, right? That the father mm-hmm. just straight up abandoned them and and moved on with his life, and. It's a sad type of reality, but it is a reality. I mean, yeah. And once they once they got enough, once they got fed up, once they were bullied, essentially, and it, the, the aunt seems like a person who was going to complain for the simple fact that it was something to do to lay the blame somewhere else. You feel better because it's not your fault. They're doing it. It's their fault. It's not your fault. It's not my fault because my house is in shambles. It's your fault for not cleaning my house. You know, it's you're, you're putting this extra pressure on me. And I guarantee the second they left, she was complaining that they left like, oh, what are they going to do? They're taking all this stuff there. I'm not going to get my rations anymore. Who knows? She might have still been getting her rations from them because there was the last known address because they didn't get any actual rations past that, you know, and that that was impressive. That a fourteen-year-old, I assume fourteen, was that was that the proper age at the time? Fourteen, twelve, fourteen, something like that. Well, I mean, like that was his age. 
Okay, yeah. So a 14-year-old was able to find a house for his his younger sister, take care of her, wash her, water her. Obviously, that's the, to, the to the best of his ability. To the best of his ability. Again, to the best of it, but the ability even at all was impressive. The fact that he had the the wherewithal to not only take care of his sister in as best a way he could do, but the fact that he was able to find locations that were working, find things like that, adapt, if you will, to the point where he started stealing for food. And, yeah, it's unfortunate, but he did get caught. Well, I mean, it's unfortunate he had to steal, but he did eventually get caught. He did eventually um, get beaten and then dragged to a... Is it a police station, a naval office? Police station. Uh, it's it's a police station. It's the same thing. They have these little stations that are thrown throughout. It's the exact same thing they were taking there. Okay. So he took him to the local authorities. And the local authorities like, you beat the crap out of this kid. I think he's paid enough. Yeah. yeah not, not, Which, not just that, but I think you might have taken a step far. So oh, yeah. No, you... because like how he beat him was just ungodly. It, it was ridiculous the amount, the level of physical abuse or trauma that the the poor yeah. kid endured is just miraculous and it's just he got a black eye bruised everything barely walking and i think uh i don't remember very vividly but i thought he was hitting him with a stick every time he slowed down um what? as he marched him when he was marching him from the shelter to the police station, I thought I saw him like he was walking a little slow, so he hit him and he sped up. I think that happened the entire way, which is why he was so beat up by the time he oh, got there. He, oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. I could, I could pretty much guarantee it. Or he would just get angry and just start stop like halfway and start hitting him too. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't put oh, it past that, it. That's a possibility too. And it, it had nothing to do with. Well, it had stuff. It had something to do. He found somebody to blame. That's what it was. That's what it was. So, it's just... The way he was brought up was unfortunate. But the thing that gets me, the thing that I don't understand, the thing that kind of... I think he blames himself the most for, is it wasn't that he didn't have the assets to feed his sister... Well, you know one I mean? of the things he honestly does blame himself for um, is uh, that that when he was like during the air raids and things like that, when he was breaking into the houses and stealing stuff, mm-hmm. he was actually stealing and eating food at that point in time. And and it is it is known that uh he blames himself for that because he feels like if he had actually taken that food back and fed her that she would have lived like, and that's why he blames himself for her dying. Like that is, that is a large part, a large reason why. And, and when she's sick too, even in the movie, it's like, it it is pointed out that, you know, she has malnutrition and like the doctor's like, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, she has malnutrition. You just give her some nutritious food and everything like that. And she'll be, she'll start doing better. I mean, like granted that, you know, there's a right way and a wrong way to, to eat yeah. when you have malnutrition, but 
And it's not like we're getting any into any spoilery territory either, because you know how yeah. it's going to end. Like you, you start at the end, and in his journey through the basically remembering what happened after he passed away at the very beginning, within the first five minutes. Again, yeah. I, I that's I cannot stress that enough. It's it's not like we're not spoiling that he dies and that she's dead. You there like it is a fact. Like the beginning first five minutes, if you can't pick up on that fact, when the guy literally says, "Oh look, we got another one dead here," yeah, that's on you. I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was rough. It, it was rough. It, it the was. first two or three minutes, you see you have trash people walking around looking at kids just lined up, I guess, in a subway of some sort. And you see someone try to feed him, and he's just so out of it. Not due to any drugs, but depression. He's just like, I don't want to eat. I don't want to. I just want to see my sister. And he rolls over slumped, you assume dead. And the guy who's cleaning goes through and, and rifles through his stuff in a rather disrespectful manner. And he goes, oh, this really isn't worth anything. And he's like, what is this? Oh, it's trash. And he throws it out, which kicks up some fireflies, which leads to the the story starting. And um, you come to find out later that in his pursuit to give his sister good, nutritious food, he gives her, like, he when he finds out, he could have very easily gone to the store. Well, not, that's not correct. Gone to his bank account, withdrew some money and bartered for for good food or during the raids he could have found like you said he was eating it but he i could have sworn he also saw like other foods he could have brought back that he didn't because right. it was not as beneficial as say linens or dresses or something like that again this which is why i said you know when starving right it, you tend to not think rationally and and you tend to mm. not think about the long-term consequences of whatever it is you're doing, especially when you're in starvation mode, when you're starving, trying to get a bite to eat, you know, it's hindsight's always 2020 and the same, and, yeah. and to bring out like the money portion of it, right. He did have money and he did buy stuff later on. However, when mm -hmm. there were really strict rations happening and they were really kind of hurt for food, he did offer. He's like, I will pay you. I can afford to pay you. Like, I will give you a lot of money. And yeah, like to a farmer. Yeah. And the farmer's like, look, this is it, man. This is all I got. Like, I can't, I can't afford to give you anything. Right. So it's not that he didn't down some tea. Yeah. So it's, it's at that point, you know, when, when things are really desperate and, and you're in dire straits, it's like, you, you don't really, you can't really afford to look out for someone else if you're barely even to look after yourself, especially in a time like that. It's like, if I am barely able to take care of myself, I am not able, as cold-hearted as it is, one, he ain't relatives, two, they ain't family, and three, he gave him a solution. He's like, you know what? Suck it up, exactly, go apologize, yeah. and just just take it like, you know, take take it like an adult. Yeah, although I would argue, so his pride stopped him from doing that. I 100% yes. agree with that. But I would argue that if he would have gone back to his aunt, it would have been way, way worse. He might have gotten another two weeks. 
Maybe. But maybe that two weeks would have been enough to refeed his his little sister. Right. And to get her back on the right track. Right. But, yeah, um, they're, they're, you know, again, it's like, at that point, beyond there, it's speculation. You know? Yeah. Like, there's no way for, for us to be able to know or point out, like, hey, this is X or this is Y, you know? It's like, yeah. Well, the thing that got me is when he fell down, he, so when he was denied food, he ran away with his sister, ran and had to like, what, dodge out of the way of something uh, uh, of a, of a plane. Yeah. That was shooting at the ground and they yeah. landed in like a tomato field and they started taking tomatoes and eating them. And then they yeah, booked it because there were, there were so many tomatoes around. And then you find out for like a month or two, he was just stealing food from random farmers, which led me to believe there was plenty of, of product there. And the only reason he got caught is because he started stealing, um, what was it? Sugar. Sugar, because his sister needed the, the, the sweet nutrients from that. And then he takes her to the doctor after she gets really sick. And then he goes, you need nutrients, food. And then almost immediately he goes to the store and buys watermelon, eggs, good stuff. Chicken, my- everything else. Yeah, Chicken. which is... Like a little too late, I agree. But yeah, so I mean, again, you know, I I I know I'm a broken record. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? And by the time she had reached that point, it's it's no, you don't you don't feed her a very heavy meal like that. You got to keep it light, ish, like porridge or or rice porridge well, or something like that what, something and you do it slow you eat it slowly yeah. you don't you don't sit there and have a really heavy meal it's got to be nutritious but it's also got to be like light on your stomach and and rice porridge yeah. is kind of the way to go eggs was a yeah. that's a good good route to go a chicken not so much it was a bit much i i agree but he never got the opportunity to even do that he was able exactly. to crack open a watermelon get her to like take a little bit in and she was smiling and he was happy with her. And then she, he mentioned that that was the last thing that she said. She said, thank you or, or something along those lines. It tastes good. And then slipped never into a coma. Up. Yep. Never woke up from that. And I was heartbreaking. Cause I was like, Oh, it might, it might no. I'm like, this might not be the thing that no. And he kind of loses himself. And then, he takes her the, the the tin of candy, the candy tin that she was always holding on to, that she she even had marbles in that that signified what it once was. Um, and he he gave her a proper burial as as proper as he could, um, gave her prayers as best he could, burned her. Well, yeah, he cremated her. Cremated but, you know, her. we don't, we don't, you don't need to like give a play-by-play of the scene. Just talk to it me was about horrible. it, man. Talk to me. It was it. The thing that got me about the whole thing is he still had the wherewithal, the the idea to take bones and keep him so he wouldn't be without his sister. Oh yeah, no, and that's that's one of the more touching things, right? Like even at his death, he he kept her with him and. You know, like, and and you know, even though it's a sad ending, which is, it's a sad ending, um, sad beginning, too, yeah. right? But you know that at the beginning, like, they're there together in the afterlife, right? Because the beginning 
is him with his sister as they journey through, you know, reaccounting the events that have happened that led mm. up to that point. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a really, if you look at it without all the depression, it's a really amazing story about a brother who loves his sister. Yes. And the lengths that he will go to entertain, feed, house, and take care of in every aspect that he possibly could think of. Even to the detriment of himself. Even if it meant being beaten for stealing. Yes. So, and I think, again, from what I understand, the this is the author's love letter, essentially. Oh, yeah. Uh, apology, if you will. 100%. And, 100%. Yeah. It, it, it follows the whole, I wish it was me. Why couldn't it have been me? Kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, very no, depressing. Very. It, it is a very depressing enemy. It is a very, very depressing enemy. I think it's worth the watch. I'd like to point that out, but good lord. Yeah, buckle Only up for because the story a was ride. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Show up heartless or or prepare. Yep. All right. So, uh, on a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? Now, I got a question for you as far as the rating goes. No halves. Am I rating? Between no, no, one no and halves, 10. obviously. I get that. But my question is, do you think we've been rating it for our enjoyment or for the quality? Oh, I rate it based on both. I did not enjoy it at all, but it was a phenomenal movie. Like it, it, I would not watch it again just because it's, it's that depressing to me, but I, I would encourage those with a strong enough stomach to watch it because it is a genuinely amazing movie, a fantastic storytelling, the emotions that are conveyed, the emotions you feel from watching it. 100% spot on. They did a damn good job. Yes. I just don't like it because of the emotions. And the, yeah. They, I think they did their job really, really well. And they shouldn't be, like, my score shouldn't suffer because of my own personal, I don't, I, I don't want to feel that way. Okay. But the fact that they made me feel that way is, speaks volume as to the talent and the, the, the production and everything. Music was on point. The, the tension, the suspense, everything Okay, so yeah, I know what? on a scale of one, yeah, I know I'm getting there, but like, do I want to watch it again? No, two, but at the same time, it's not that. It, it's it's way beyond that. It's not a five because I've seen other stuff and I felt bad about other stuff and eh, didn't no, it didn't hit me the same way. It doesn't have the staying power, right? I will give this a very reluctant eight. Okay. And the reason I say that is I wouldn't want you to watch it without a complete understanding of what's going on. You should not be blindsided by this because this will hit you. And yeah, it, it'll hit you. Okay. But it, it's, it's, I can't quite go so far as to say it's a masterpiece, but it's close. I mean, heck, it's a, it's a Ghibli film. Yep. It's good. Yes. It's real good. Yes. The Ghibli films usually are good. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I give this a reluctant eight. Okay. Uh, I give this a firm nine. So, I thought it was great. It was good. I'd actually probably watch this again. I didn't ball, but I did tear up a little bit uh, quite a few times, you know. Just, But mm-hmm. it wasn't sobbing or anything like that. It was like the endings where it kind of really got me where it was just like oh that's that's heartbreaking but Mm. that's largely it i mean like it's a wonderful movie uh definitely if you don't if you don't like something that is very drama and uh drama and emotional heavy this definitely is not the movie for you right this is this is something that you have to be be in a very particular mindset to watch so and if if you're totally if you're going into it completely blind um it will definitely blindside you 100 like if you if you're like oh i hear it was a great movie and you just watch it it'll blindside you like no tomorrow so you know just you know keep keep that in mind like like this is one of those movies where you just don't randomly go up to you should totally watch this movie and not give any pretext that's evil that's evil so all right uh next week we are gonna watch uh saga uh the tanya the evil the movie because uh we haven't watched the movie like I originally thought we did. <laughs> like we wanted to. So. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. I don't have anything else before I wrap it up. Uh, sir, do you have anything you would like to add? No, this is. I know. I, <laughs> I recommend it. If you have a stomach for it. Um. It's definitely something I probably would recommend you watch at least once in your life. Um, but yeah, that that's it. I yeah, I have. To, if I watched it again, I would want to watch it with somebody I cared about. So, okay, no, fair enough. That's all for me. Uh, well, if you feel like we did it too much justice, not enough justice, or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us. We have all our contact information and everything like that available to you on our website, FeaturedAnimePodcast.com If you want to support us, help us grow, or listen to the pre and pro show content that we usually do with every episode, you can go to uh, Patreon.com slash FeaturedAnimePodcast a dollar a month to get you access to that bonus content, or if you join us on uh, our Discord or follow us on Twitter, you will get a ping every time we go live and you will be notified when we do stream on twitch.tv slash featured anime podcast if you want to come join us and if you want to support us through other means uh, we do have Tokyo Treat affiliate link for you in the show notes as well and if you use coupon code featured anime at checkout you get $5 off that first box and trust me it is worth every penny because treats are always oh so delicious And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.